You're listening to Journey to Better Health with Andy Stitt, a podcast that helps you step into your power and find your unique path to health and wellness. Hi there, and welcome to Journey to Better Health. My featured guest today is Carol Berger. Carol, how's it going? Very well, thank you. Awesome, awesome. So please, tell us who you are, where you're from, and what's going on in your world right now. Uh, Well, I moved to Philadelphia a few years ago, but I used to live in Horsham for about 20 years. And uh, lately, what I've been up to is trying to run across Tennessee. (laughs) With all of the races shut down, we decided to do a virtual race across Tennessee. So that's, uh, it's been an interesting experience. Very nice. Yeah, I've seen a bunch of my friends uh, doing that. Um, Around like how many uh, miles a day do you get in or like what's the general uh, running schedule for that? Well, it's a it's a 1000 K. So it's approximately 635 miles over a four month period. So in order to finish in the time frame they selected, which I believe is August 31st, you have to at least average five miles a day, which for me can be a little bit challenging. But um, whatever days I'm down, I, I try to make it up in in another day. Gotcha. Wow. That's awesome. That's very awesome. So now tell us, uh, what does good health mean to you? Staying active. Um, I've always been an active person, but uh, when I was diagnosed in 2003 with uh, multiple health issues, I couldn't be active. So my goal and my mantra right now is to just keep moving. That's no matter what it is, if I'm doing yoga, um, if I'm walking, if I'm gardening, whatever it is, as long as I'm moving. Gotcha. That's awesome. Uh, I know that you have a very interesting background and interesting uh, health story. So, uh, so please, the floor is yours. Thank you. It, from 2003 to 2009, I was uh, diagnosed with five different autoimmune conditions. And uh, it's, it's been a challenge being a single mom and, and working a full-time job and having a business and not being able to move, not being able to be active. And uh, basically, your entire system shuts down. And it was trying for my daughter, because she was seeing me deteriorate, but she was also not really sure if she was going to wind up with these conditions as well. And when it first started, she was only eight, and she's 28 now. So Um, She's learned a lot from my being active and my taking uh, actual control of my health, which is a priority. You need to be able to find a good doctor that listens to you and uh, that wants to really work with you instead of just say, here, take this or do that. Um, And when you find it's not working, you need to take control, which is exactly what I did. I learned about each of the conditions and uh, what I could eat, what I couldn't eat and uh, slowly became uh, more mobile and uh, going from not being able to walk up steps to running full marathons and training for an ultra. So, you know, you got to take control. Wow. That's awesome. So what was, uh, you know, as much as you're willing to share or as little as you're willing to share, what was the process like going from uh, not so mobile to a little bit more mobile to more mobile and so on and so forth? Um, Well, you go through all of the emotions. You go through, what? (laughs) I have what? And 
how did I get it? And where did I get it? And you start asking questions of your family and, and trying to figure out, um, was it hereditary or, or did I do something wrong? Was I not taking care of myself? And, uh, and then you go through some anger and you go through some depression and then you finally take that anger and you make it act proactive to be like, I woke up one day and said, uh-uh, this isn't what my life is supposed to be like. My daughter is not going to see me fall apart and let it get a hold of me. So I talked to my doctor. I switched doctors. Um, I found the right rheumatologist that listened to me. And he was like, I don't think you really have all of this. So um, just a little bit of a background because my daughter was like, oh, mom, why do you always talk about this? And I say, because if it can help one person, it's worth it. So I'll talk as much as I can, but I have lupus, ankylosing spondylitis, rheumatoid arthritis, fibromyalgia, Meniere's disease, and asthma. And when I first started running, I was on two inhalers. I could barely walk 10 steps and would lose my breath just thinking, oh my gosh, there's no way I'm going to be able to do this. This really is my life. And I went home and I was like, nope, you're just going to try again. Today was a bad day. You just keep trying and just keep moving. So I would walk a little bit and um, eventually I started running and all of the medications that I was on, I've been medication for medication free, actually, for about seven years now. And uh, just a healthier diet, just uh, watching what causes inflammation and what might cause me pain and, and started eliminating the foods that I was realizing was actually doing me more harm than good. Um, but yeah, you go through all of those emotions. And once you finally get a hold of yourself, it's hard because if you're in a depression and, and um, it, it's, it's, I know a lot of people suffer from that. It's very hard to get out of. Uh, and my daughter was my why. I just, I had to prove to her that no matter what happens, no matter what you go through, you can always come out on the other side. Wow. That is really awesome that you were able to, uh, to reverse a lot of the symptoms of the autoimmune conditions. Um, is there something that we might be able to put or a series of things that we might be able to put on the show notes page as far as like for lupus and the other conditions that you mentioned, is there any kind of a guide that someone who might be suffering from the same thing um, might be able to look at to, to get better the way that you did? Mm -hmm. um, the Lupus Foundation was, was a huge factor for me. Um, the tri-state chapter, I actually, one of my very first 5Ks was the Lupus Loop. And um, I've stayed very active with the Lupus Foundation. And um, they've become a very good resource for me, especially in the beginning, because I, I didn't really know what it was. Um, any, um, any information that's available on there, you might be able to find some other links as well. So their Facebook and, um, and their website, they also have a program that you can go through in one of their local offices that will walk you through everything that has to do with lupus um, and what you can do to teach your family how to help you through it. I had to learn on my own where those resources were. So I did a lot of research online. Um, and then there's uh, a couple of different sites for, for just basically looking up um, 
I believe there's a, I can't remember the name exactly, and I can send it to you if you'd like, but there's a fibromyalgia site that you can look at. And a lot of these conditions mimic each other. So once you start with one, you'll be able to find the additional resources that says, hey, you know, I kind of have that too, because they're never really sure which condition is, is the most symptomatic, because they can all mirror each other. And, you know, one person might think that they have uh, rheumatoid arthritis when actually they might have fibromyalgia or, you know, vice versa. And they're very hard to diagnose a lot of times. So um, you really need to have a good conversation with your doctors, find the right rheumatologist. Uh, My rheumatologist actually, um, he retired (laughs) a year after he released me from having to see him on a regular basis. So I was a little bit sad about that. But I'm so grateful that he got me to where I was, but you have to be able to, to take charge and ask the right questions and make sure that they're listening to you. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm really excited that I get to like share what you're saying with my audience. This is really, it's an awesome opportunity and uh, I will definitely link up to the lupus foundation. Um, any other uh, websites that you want to send me after the fact, that would be great. I would love to publish it all on the show notes page. Even if you find something like after the interview is published, I can always update the show notes page. Um, yeah, that would be uh, really awesome. And I have to ask, um, my, one of my favorite hashtags that I see is a hashtag lupus can suck it. And I yes. have to ask, <laughs> I have to ask uh, is that your creation or did you find that someplace? No, that's mine. That's mine. That's my big, you know, all right back at you. <laughs> I'm coming in strong and I'm coming to get you. So now the one day I was, uh, all of my journey of trying to finish the, uh, Marine Corps marathon. Cause I, I don't want to say I failed the first two times because if you're moving and you run, whether it's one mile or half a mile or 10 miles or 15 miles, you're not failing. You just keep trying, you know, you keep trying again. And, uh, once I started getting through that challenge of trying to finish the Marine Corps marathon, that's where the hashtag came from. And, uh, when I finally succeeded in completing that, it was like, gotcha. (laughs) That, that, that is awesome. That is, that is really awesome. That is some grit and determination and uh, (laughs) never give up itness if that's a word. Um, yeah, (laughs) I love it. I I really do. And thank you for, uh, for clarifying the origin of that. (laughs) Thank you. So as you have been on your journey and uh, learning more about uh, what to eat and not to eat and uh, learning more about fitness and getting into running, is there anyone that you have uh, looked to in any of those things for guidance and inspiration? Um, actually, yes. I, in 2012, um, through a friend from high school, I found the running group Swift, uh, Strong Women in Fitness Together. and they are actually the first running group that I started to um, become active with. And my first group run, I actually struggled um, just to breathe because I was still on the two inhalers. And um, when I went home, I literally cried all the way home. I thought, I'm not a runner. I used to be able to run and play soccer, but I'm not a runner now. This is who I am. And what was I thinking? And then I got angry at myself for getting down again. And they really helped me a lot because they weren't just about running. They became about a community. They became about 
um, supporting each other and talking about nutrition and talking about fitness and, and different ways to help um, through yoga and meditation, such as the meditation that you did during this whole COVID thing was extremely helpful. Thank you so much. Sure. So there's resources such as yourself um, that you just really have to find the right um, support system. A, a really strong support system makes a difference because if you don't have that, you might not be able to keep moving forward. So I started, um, after I started all the research online about the things that I was eating and how they were affecting me, um, continuing that journey with other people was, was very, very helpful. And then when I started um, dating Chuck Taramba, who you're familiar with, and became more involved in the Philadelphia running community, that just grew and grew. I was learning even more. I was watching people's posts about, um, you know, vegetarian diets, vegan diets, and different things that I was able to incorporate. Um, they even helped me a lot with finding the right balance with my running because with my medical conditions, I really had a hard time finding the right fuel that didn't affect me or make me sick such as Gatorade. Unfortunately, I can't drink Gatorade, um, but Tailwind is amazing for me. So it's just, it's really um, taking the time to listen to people and say, oh, can you tell me more about that? And asking questions. So the running community has really, really been a phenomenal resource. Wow, that's awesome. Um, I'm curious, what is it about Tailwind that makes it uh, palatable for you and about Gatorade that doesn't? Um, the Gatorade, I think there is too much sodium for me and, and maybe too much sugar. Um, the tailwind has more potassium in it. So that helps with the cramping. Um, the components that are in it don't upset my stomach, but Gatorade does. Um, the Gatorade actually makes me, um, causes inflammation. So it makes me swell up more. And the tailwind, um, just somehow it just completely regulates my system. I don't know what it, it is, um, but it works. And it's a trial and error. You know, I, I've tried so many different things and um, some things have made me <laughs> ungodly sick. And, um, you know, it's really just a matter of don't try anything new on race day. Try it when you're when you're having a down weekend or a down day during the week and you're just doing a few miles, but never, ever, ever try anything new on race day. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. And it's also uh, my first guest, uh, Nicole Wade. She talked about uh, bio-individuality, which I think uh, makes a lot of sense in this case because things everyone has their own individual needs when it comes to nutrition and what goes in their body. So just because you see a whole bunch of people drinking Gatorade or eating a certain way. Like if it doesn't agree with you, that doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you. It just means that you have different needs. So. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, when you're, when you're a new runner, especially you want to listen to what everybody else is doing because you know, it's working for them. So why wouldn't it work for you? Um, but it doesn't, you really have to listen to your own body and pay attention to it on a regular basis, not even just running, but on an everyday basis, pay attention to the foods that you're putting into your body and how you're physically feeling from that. 
Right. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So I think you've uh, you've glossed over this uh, with your talk about the running community and with Swift, but um, overall, uh, how do your relationships with others uh, contribute to your health in all aspects and who are the members of your core team? Um, like I said, has really strong support system. So my family and my closest friends, I've, I have a little circle of friends um, I've known for about 30 years and um, we had lost uh, touch for a while, but then when we got back in touch with each other, they've come to know that, you know, I had these health issues and they were extremely supportive. They would know when I wasn't able to walk far or if I, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of the spoon theory. I don't think if so. You, oh, if you look up the spoon theory, it's a really great way to explain to people that you've typically you've run out of energy. You run out of everything that you have left to give at that, at that given moment, whether it's trying to socialize, whether it's trying to get dressed, whether it's trying to exercise or eat properly. Um, but the spoon theory is a fantastic way to explain to other people what you're going through and that it's okay to say no, that you've, that you've, you've got no more energy and you just can't commit maybe another day. Um, so having a really strong support system, my family has been phenomenal. Um, they were a little worried when I started running because I was working a full-time job and I had a full-time business and my daughter, um, but they have been absolutely phenomenal. And of course, my boyfriend, Chuck, is really supportive. He's tries to understand everything that I'm going through. And if I can't do something, then he tries to step up and, and pick up my slack. That's awesome. That's awesome. So now, what is your overall uh, health routine that you do on a daily basis to uh, to keep you in balance, to keep the symptoms at bay, and to just keep you at the most well version of you? I, I try to meditate. I try to do some yoga on a regular basis just to keep me centered and to keep my anxiety levels down. Um, anxiety contributes to the pain and discomfort that I feel. Um, so just trying to find a really nice balance, whether it's kicking back and reading a couple of pages of a book or um, doing some stretching. So I try to make sure that I stretch every day and just be thankful for my journey that I've taken and the fact that I can do as much as I'm able to do because I know what it's like not to be able to do it. And I think that's just being grateful every day and starting with a really positive attitude can set the whole mood for the whole day. So I, I'm very regimented. So um, I try to have a, a schedule and a routine as far as I know how many miles I'm going to run, or I know if I'm going to do a certain workout, or I'm just going to do yoga, or what, what my rest days are. Um, what my work schedule is like so that I know I'm not going to run out of those spoons and I'm not going to be too tired to do something else. So just really knowing um, what you're capable of in a given day. And if you're not, it's okay. Just be able to accept that and take the rest that you actually need. If you're not feeling up to it, it's all right. You don't have to feel bad about that. But just starting with a very grateful and positive attitude every single day. 
That's awesome. That's awesome. So uh, basically, you you try to keep as many uh, spoons in the spoon drawer as you possibly can. But if you don't have enough, then it's okay. Yep. Mm -hmm. And it's okay to explain that to your family, too, so that they can understand. Um, In the beginning, my family was like, I don't understand why you can't come over today or or why you don't want to talk on the phone. And um, it's it's great that they need to know they need to know what you're going through so that they can understand and help you and know that if you're not able to do something, it's not because you don't want to, or you're trying to avoid them. There's really a physical capacity as to why you can't. Really, really good advice. Um, this is going to be really good stuff for the audience, but also a really good reminder for me and a reminder for uh, for all of us uh, to to let your let other people know what your needs are. It's uh, it's it's not something that I think we're typically encouraged to do in American culture, but it is really, really important. And do you have any uh, challenges as far as uh, maintaining uh, your health routine, and uh, how do you kind of uh, go about having them not be so challenging? Um, the fatigue, I think, um, tends to get me the most because I always try to tell myself, oh, I can do everything. <laughs> Even though I try to, to maintain um, the knowledge in the back of my mind, like, okay, you don't want to do too much. You know, if you, if you run 10 miles, you're not going to be able to go and do, you know, a hike for five hours or, you know, just really finding a balance. Um, in your day is really, really important. Yeah, that that is for sure. Uh, my fiance, Kristen, um, she tries to remind me that um, I, I shouldn't do more than so like I'm currently uh, in the midst of a rehab to uh, to rehab a running injury that's just been uh, nagging. And so I was looking at the rehab exercises and the uh, the stretches that I have to do in the strength exercises. And I was like, okay, um, where, where, where are the ankle weights? And immediately what she did was she looked at the picture just to make sure there were actually ankle weights there to make sure that I wasn't just adding a load unnecessarily just to try to, uh, more quickly get back to the shape that I used to be in. And so I, I can, I'm definitely uh, guilty of sometimes thinking, oh, I can do this. I can do this, but I really just kind of need to slow down, need to back off a little bit. So we're just about at time. Uh, can you please tell folks where they can find you online? And do you have any parting words of advice and encouragement? Uh, well, I'm on all of the social media, Facebook, Instagram. Um, I even have some business pages for all places traveled. And I created, I've, it's kind of fallen by the wayside a little bit with this whole COVID situation and, and helping my clients. But I started a blog called Forward is a Pace. Um, because in addition to just keep moving, I keep telling myself that forward, as long as you're moving forward, it's a pace. It doesn't matter how slow or how fast it is. And I'm trying to encourage others just like yourself to talk about their health, their health journey and not be afraid of it. And um, so just don't be afraid of your journey, no matter what it is, because one small thing that you're doing for yourself might help somebody else. Yep, that is for sure. That is for sure. Well, thank you so much for uh, for being on. This is Andy Stitt with Carol Berger. I hope we have helped you along on your journey to better health. And Carol, thank you so much. Thank you, Andy. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Journey to Better Health. For more episodes and show notes, go to andystitt.com slash podcast. If you like what you've heard, head over to Apple Podcasts and give the show a rating and review so that more people can hear it. Thank you again. 
Have an amazing day.